This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Lott Sami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Serdorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com. americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at americasrt. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. Welcome to America's Roundtable. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., we're delighted to be joined by Nancy DeBoer, who served as mayor of the city of Holland in the great state of Michigan. Nancy DeBoer is the Republican candidate for Michigan's new 86th district representing the greater Holland area in West Michigan. Nancy DeBoer began her career as a high school teacher, served on the Holland City Council in Michigan, and as the city's mayor. She co-founded the West Michigan Character Council and was also asked to be the morning radio co-host at our broadcast partner in Michigan, Lancer Broadcasting Corporation's radio program. And Mayor Nancy DeBoer, it is great to have you back on America's Roundtable. A good morning and welcome to you. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you, Nancy. Based on the census data that were released this past summer, uh, Michigan had lost over 26,000 people between April 1, 2020 and July 1, 2021. And this was partly due to the COVID deaths and partly due to Michiganders moving out of Michigan. On the other side, Ottawa County's population has been growing. And Nancy, in your commitment to build a better future for Greater Holland in your district in Michigan, what have you recognized as priorities to continue the population growth and economic growth, which go hand in hand? Yes, I think that's a, um, a real problem. The different policies that we had um, under the governor Whitmer over the COVID did not help the development of our economy at all. She was pretty draconian in her shutdowns, and it really hurt industry, hurt our uh, restaurants terribly, and the regular business, too, was closed and very hard. So as people think back on that, I'm, I'm hoping they're thinking about the next election and that they realize what a difference it makes, who's in the governor's seat, our new candidate for the Republican Party, Tudor Dixon, um, comes out of the manufacturing world and she has said she would want to lessen regulation by about 40%. And I do think that is a good idea, that when the government becomes too much of a watchdog, too invasive in policy over um, companies, they are not free to develop. Um, and we really squander um, their productivity and um, hurt their future. So uh, it's very important that we support small business that, yes, we have regulation to to protect the health, safety, and welfare of people, but we can't go overboard into unregulated autocracy that um, takes over um, what makes this a prosperous state. I would really love it if we could have, we have a pure Michigan dimension for 
know, marketing for reaching people um, from a tourism standpoint. But I really think a pure Michigan business um, effort would be great that um, people could see what's great about Michigan and why you want to have a business here, uh, not only to encourage the ones that are want to come to Michigan, but also to encourage those that are here for what you have, because those car commercials aren't only for people thinking of buying a car, it's also to cement the choice of the one that just bought a car. And so I do think that that's what Pure Michigan has done for residents. And of course, it has told people all over the country that Michigan is not just Detroit, but there's an entire state there and there's a lot of natural resources and all of that. And I think that successful model could also be very beneficial in telling the business story of Michigan. As you've mentioned, rightfully, lower taxation and also an effort to uh, basically pull back on the regulation or cut regulation is so important for small businesses, the engine of economic growth for the state of Michigan and for the rest of America. Nancy DeBoer, on the issue of energy, through your leadership, the city of Holland built a new power plant, replacing the city's older coal plant with a brand new one that burns natural gas instead. And with Americans and the citizens of Michigan facing an energy crisis, what are your thoughts about Governor Whitmer's efforts to close down Line 5, a vital piece of energy infrastructure since 1953, not just for Michigan, but for the entire Midwest and points beyond, the region being Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, as well as Ontario and Quebec. They would see a 14.7 million U.S. gallons a day supply shortage of gas, diesel, and jet fuel, about 45% of the current supply. What are your thoughts about this very ill-advised campaign of Governor Whitmer, which is very similar to what Joe Biden is doing for America? It's the same playbook. Closing down the Keystone Pipeline, unbelievable. We were becoming energy independent for the first time ever, selling energy to other parts of the world. We were just on the cusp of just really um, becoming prosperous in that whole area. And the price of gas and everything was so reasonable. And now for her to continue to take that kind of playbook and apply it to Michigan, I mean, it's amazing that even Trudeau, um, from Canada <laughs> saying, no, you can't do that. I signed that thing too. You can't get rid of that pipeline. It's just amazing how detrimental that would be to our state. 65% of the propane for the UP, 55% for the entire state just pulled away. Um, it would be crippling. And so it is really hard to understand why in the world she would um, emphasize doing something like that. I know recently she's been a little quieter about it. And uh, so I think she feels the hot breath of public opinion on her neck. Right. And that's where actually the question comes now that with new developments in Michigan, actually, uh, there have been some interesting developments in the primaries on the Republican side in West Michigan. It appears that the constituents shifted their votes from Republican incumbents to the grassroots conservatives. And this would be the government of, by, and for the people in action at the local level. And Nancy, what are your thoughts about this shift? What were the voters most disappointed about for this shift to happen? You know, people were upset during COVID, and I think a lot of people were online, and therefore they found ways to 
listen to the people they wanted to listen to about what they weren't seeing um, on the legacy media. And um, they decided to think for themselves and they didn't want to follow the narrative that was being parroted to them. And they didn't like following all the rules that um, squelched their thinking and their ability to talk. And I also think uh, parents in education um, was a big source of, wait a minute, you know, I did not realize what was going on in the schools. I did not realize um, what they were getting in their different subjects. Now I see it on the screen. Now I overhear it in my house. And um, it's concerning. And then they that peaked their interest and they started listening more. And then more and more of these policies came out. And then parents that appeared at School board meetings were classified as domestic terrorists. I mean, there's just so many things that happen that are beyond um, anybody's lifetime experiences in the United States of America. And it really hit um, people in their heart, you know, and it's like, no, wait a minute, you're not coming for my children. And I am not allowing this for their future. You will not take over their value system with one that I do not agree with. And so I think many people that had kind of kind of just laid back and thought, okay, education is just what I had when I grew up, uh, realized, oh, no, this is a different age. It's a, there's a different framework. There's a different school of thought at work here. And I can't just go on automatic. Um, I have to stay on manual with um, adjusting the life of my child and I want to be involved. And so that has been another huge force, um, I think, in the unrest of the public in Michigan and I think throughout the country. And people are saying, I will no longer sit by. I need to, I need to stand up and speak up and get involved. This is involves action. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And Mayor Nancy DeBoer, America's southern border crisis is impacting every state. And states from Mississippi in the south to Michigan in the north, bordering Canada, these states are facing serious problems due to illegal immigration and the influx of drugs, specifically fentanyl. And the Associated Press reported recently, and I quote, Last year, overdoses from all drugs claimed more than 100,000 lives for the very first time. And the deaths this year have remained at nearly the same level, unquote. Mayor Nancy DeBoer, as you run for this seat in the House of Representatives in the state of Michigan, what are the solutions that you plan to advance to address this problem as leaders across the country are calling each state a border state concerned about illegal immigration and the transnational organized crime networks pushing fentanyl into America's communities and America's heartland? I know. I, you know, I just came from uh, Ottawa County School Safety Conference where they brought together all the law enforcement and school leaders on how do we protect um, children. And one of the tables there, of course, had uh, the marijuana and how what are we going to do with with kids? And of course, you know, we know recreational marijuana was just voted um, legal in the state of Michigan. And so that is just beginning as an industry in the state. 
And everybody knows that's a gateway drug to everything else. Um, and so high school students are thinking, oh, that's not that big a deal. And um, really, the, the everything is so anti-smoking, regular smoking. And um, But marijuana is kind of seen in a whole different context. And I, I think its messaging has been very controlled. And it is getting into the high schools and has been in the high schools. And so, you know, that's just one more step. Uh, closer to the fentanyl that has been flooded into the country and that's one and you're done which is terrifying for what can happen um, to high school students and probably on down from there with the fentanyl coming in and and so many problems of uh, when you begin on an illegal basis in a country you set a framework that works against the civilized country you just entered and that is not good for us. And when we have 5 million of those. And so, you know, law and order is a reasonable thing. If you've signed up for a civilized society, you should have law and order. It gives everybody peace and safety and a way to, to flourish together and to be prosperous. It's just hard to believe the situation that we are in right now with the with the complete lawlessness and um, ignoring of national law. Um, that has brought us to this point. And, you know, you just wish the courts could move a little faster. And as you've rightfully mentioned, immigrant communities, uh, the Hispanic American community, or what we would consider the Asian American community, those who have entered the country legally yes. and appreciate and respect the rule of law and uphold the rule of law are very much opposed to illegal immigration. And so we're seeing that not just only in focus groups across America, but also the polling shows to us that the Hispanic community in America is very much opposed to illegal immigration, as you've rightfully shared. Yes, they are some of the most against it, which I think surprised to the Biden administration Absolutely. who thought all these people were going to follow. Oh, guess what? They are individuals, Hispanic people that are here in our community are people of faith, uh, people of uh, that strongly value their families. I mean, they really care about each other and, and the values that um, make their community work. So I have so much respect and appreciation for the Hispanics um, that I have met in our community and I'm sure throughout, that are throughout our country. Uh, just as we wrap up our program, any final thoughts in just a minute of your time as uh, Americans are going to vote on November 8? And uh, what is your message to our fellow Americans? I think many of them just, just need to think about what has gone on, what has caused what's going on, and what would be a better choice. What, No matter what your label um, as a political party, think about the values that you think are important for the future of our country and vote accordingly. Well, thank you so much, Nancy, for joining us on America's Roundtable. Nancy DeVore is the Republican candidate for Michigan's new 86th district representing the greater Holland area in West Michigan, and she served as mayor of the city of Holland in Michigan. Thank you so much, Nancy, for joining us on America's Roundtable. Thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you, Joel and Tasha. Great to see you again. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. 
This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Jolan Insami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Serdorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com. americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at americasrt. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. Welcome to America's Roundtable!